Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I am Andy Wood. All right. This is our second start. We had a full start. They you didn't don't have need to know that. They didn't need to oh. know that. We're all manner of knobs and dials at the wrong place. <laughs> we embarrassed ourselves in front of Louis Katz. Hey, what's up? It was pretty embarrassing. You guys were playing with a lot of knobs, and <laughs> it was a bit much. I, I can't believe we've, we've not had you on the show before. We've been doing this for years. You're always in and out of town you're always in LA and then New York and yeah no one seems to know where I am and it's it's been a detrimental to my career because <laughs> I feel like that's the uh, key to Sean Patton's career yeah it works it's working for him it's not working for okay. me I think it's about how you doing. play it because I also I thought I could do it with LA and England for a long time Jeez. and then I found out like it took me about three years before I realized that everyone always thought I was not in their country exactly you know what someone told me the trick is is Instagram so you let them know you're you're promoting yourself. You're letting people know where you are. You're letting people know you're busy. That's how you do it. Uh, this was this was pre social media like of that ilk. That oh I yeah, was trying to do that. And also, I'm bad on Instagram. But um, I could see it going either way. People think, oh, I'm assuming he's not here, or people think, oh, he's here and that's special. So let's get him on some shows. Yeah, that's not. Which I think is what. Sean or you, or you can kind of think like, oh, he's always in all of the places, which is what I thought I was doing, but it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't. We've known each other. You were one of the first people I gigged with out here in San yeah. Francisco ages ago, and then you've you've been my landlord because yeah. <laughs> I sublet from you in New York a few years ago. Yeah, when I was yeah, doing yeah. Comedy knockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. Jesus. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. You we stayed. You stayed with us for a while. I forgot about that. You yeah, were it was great. like it was you like were, a month and a half that I was in town. Matt is a great roommate, except he has a tendency to to walk into the bathroom. He won't. There's the light. You'll see the light beneath the door. No one's locking the door. We figure everyone oh, can see the okay. light. Oh, and that did will, that? You, did, you did that multiple times. Never, <laughs> did it really? wasn't worth saying anything to you, but I'm glad you brought it up now so I could bring it up. Uh, <laughs> and, and just let you know that you have a problem with that. You don't have to. Usually, you don't have to lock the door because there's one bathroom. There's a light yeah. on. The door's closed. You think everyone gets the picture? You got a, you got a big gap at the base. I'm like, I oh, mean, there's a light. That must be where the the toilet is. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, but I think I'm. I would get in the habit of locking a door, I guess, into one bathroom. But I mean, I'm well, not once, to put it on you. I'm just trying to devil's yeah, advocate here. Yeah, once match your roommate, you get in sure. the habit of locking the door. <laughs> you anyway, learned your lesson. I'm sorry for peeing on you. <laughs> That's all right. It felt warm. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bother me. I didn't bother me at all. Does somebody set up besides like a Facebook group? Is there? There should be like an app to trade apartments between East and West Coast comics. That'd be so great that to just do great. like a week to week. You know, there is an apartment swap thing. My thing is that was this was at my old apartment, my new apartment. I have a crazy neighbor. Who who does not like strangers? Yeah, or me, yeah. anybody doesn't like anybody. Yeah, so uh, so it's not. I, I can't really do it. But there is there is an, uh, an apartment swap app that you can do it. Oh, and people oh. set it up. It's supposed to be like even nicer than Airbnb because you know they're staying in your place. So it's like really both like have to take care of the. Yeah, shit. it's like yeah. a not not a metaphorical. It's like literal karma. Like they're in your place. You don't want them fucking your shit up. So yeah. you know that's how it goes. I gotta try that. Yeah. So I can't start that app. Damn it. I was going to disrupt you guys. I want to be a disruptor. Oh, sorry. You know this about me, Matt. I do. I do. You're always disrupting. <laughs> I love disrupting. <laughs> like, like, look at you disrupting that couch over there. Yeah. It was not set on and now it is set on. Wow. <laughs> used the new state totally. of Disruption. It. Yeah. I saw a fucking robot Postmates today. I think I might have seen those? this too. Is it like a cart that just goes down the street without It's like three any... feet high? Yeah. Yes. What the? What is Autonomous that Autonomous Postmates bot. Mine, mine had, uh, the one I saw had like someone walking near it, who yes. I think was maybe like chaperoning So, it, so we should it? explain to the non-Americans, Postmates is a food delivery app where... Or any, th- anything delivery, right? Or is it just food? I, you know what? I think it might be anything delivery. It's It's... It's basically they'll go to the store for they you. go to the store or the takeaway right. place and just pick up your food and then take it to you. So if what so it was it, when I saw it was it was basically like a rolling cart or bin, right? Yeah, just and, like a cubicle. And then someone two feet behind it. So what's really the point? I guess <laughs> well, I mean, for now they're probably making sure it's it's like a viable. So like with the self driving car, where for the moment they have to have someone actually behind yeah. the wheel for safety. But but also this thing was going at a walking pace, which is I, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Then I'm like, no, wait, if it's if that's the speed it's going, then yeah. you could just walk to whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to get, like, and you just get cold food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
How can you not cold food when you can't even complain to a person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll get what you get, and you won't get upset. <laughs> how can you? How could you be a teenager with a world like that and not kick those over and oh. just beat the shit out of them? How can you not do that? You have to do it. I want. There's going to be a whole Instagram dedicated to that. Like there is the bird graveyards. Yeah. Yeah. Take a bird and beat it with the bird scooter and just let everyone <laughs> oh know God. how you feel about everything. That's perfect. <laughs> it it also feels a bit like you know at a theme park when there's like the robot that comes up and talks to people and interacts with them and asks them questions. Yeah. And then, like, four feet behind, there's always just, like, a suspicious person muttering into a backpack. What? <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, man. You really totally ruined it for me. I didn't no, no, know. that person's just, like, a friend of the robot and is oh, just okay. muttering <laughs> things about what he did that day. That's what I thought. Uh, okay. I've hey. seen I've seen one where it's, like, that, um... <laughs> what is it? The uh, Decepticon. Who's the lead Decepticon? Optim- no, goddamn it, Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. It's like Megatron. Whoever's doing it is like they're killing it. They're riffing so hard. I mean, they're just they're just killing. They're so evil, but like the right level of evil to yeah. not upset kids. You know what I mean? But they're so evil too. I mean, it was it was just wonderful. I don't know. I mean, so props that's to it, the that's the, a Universal, I think, isn't it? I think so. I'm oh yeah, sure. I think it's yeah. A Universal property. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about Galaxy's Edge. I'm not sure if it's enough to entice me back to Disneyland, but uh, oh yeah, Star Wars thing. No, no, I definitely want to go see that. I just want to wait yeah. till it dies down. Yeah. There's some kind of what's a holiday when no one will be there, like 9/11 or I don't know something. <laughs> There's got to be a day <laughs> when no one will be at Disneyland and I can go and not have to deal with the crowds. <laughs> I think it's two for one on 9/11. Yeah, uh, Louis, uh-huh. we like to ask guests this before we get into the stories. Mm-hmm. What, if anything, is your background in science? Um. When I was a little, you know what's funny? When I was a kid, I was really into science for like a till I till it got to the level where you had to do math. I thought it was just like knowing about cool animals. Yeah, I loved that part. And I wanted to be. And it's funny. This is I made. I ran into so many people who wanted to be this when they were a little kid. I wanted to be a marine biologist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know why that's so common. Like everyone just like it just seemed like a weird like. Maybe- I think it was because of Flipper. I was gonna say the Little Mermaid. Okay, yeah, but but it could, you know anything like that. I think it's like not Voyage of the Mimi. Was that part of your curriculum or no? Oh, what's more, what's Voyage this? of the Mimi? Oh, it was this interdisciplinary <laughs> video series for lazy teachers. They just put it on, <laughs> and it's like there's a through line where these people are all on this um, whaling vessel, and you learn all these different kinds of science through the cool head head like ten year old uh-huh. Ben Affleck in it. What? Oh, it yeah. sounds awesome. Free Willy as well, 80s. depending on what what oh, age you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. I was I was into that. I was into like. Um, I would I would go down to the, uh, the tide pools around here because I grew up here in Southern California. Oh, yeah. I'd love just looking at those. It just seemed like a weird like other world, but in our world, right? You know, it's like getting to be an astronaut without having to risk yes, very likely death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. So I don't Attainable know. Attainable astronaut. I was always into that stuff, different animals and stuff like that. And yeah, then then once I realized like it's like math, but with letters, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? Math, but with letters is a perfect way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on board for that? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, like, Louis is out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, that's that's about it. I, mean, I feel bad because I haven't, like, um, I feel like I should have read those, like, pop but basic books about science to know the stuff, you know, like the cosmos or, or the, is that the special or like the, um, you know, all those books that people yeah, read to, to learn all the stuff. Yeah, well, wrote... like I remember when Brief History of Time was yes. a bestseller. Yeah. The Stephen Hawking book. But then that was one of those bestsellers that everyone had in their bookshelf and mostly didn't read. Right. Well, my thing is, I know, and I know a ton of people who love reading nonfiction books to learn more stuff, but to, I find every nonfiction book I've ever read, it's like, could have been a magazine article. Why don't you just make this a magazine article? I believe you. Like they, it's, they spend like five hundred pages proving their theory. I'm like, I just just tell me what it is, and I'll believe you. Final, yeah. yeah, yeah. So tell tell it to an expert, and tell me if the, I'll I'll let the, they let me know if I, they were right or not. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I guess I've just invented proxy, magazine, right? Like <laughs> journal reference. Yeah, sure. yeah. who's referring. got? I mean, can you get through a New Yorker or an Atlantic? I mean, that's tar- tough enough. Now you're gonna you're gonna do that, you know. To, 20 times over, 100 times over, it's yeah. too much. I will say it's been nice having this podcast. If you want to get into some nonfiction, start a podcast because it's been the nice little like, uh, it's like having a book report deal. We have these books to read because <laughs> we're going to talk to the author and then it's like, oh, at the end of that, I really enjoyed that. I probably wouldn't have read the whole thing. That's if, cool. Because yeah. I'm just lazy, but then I'm like, oh wait. But you're right, end, it is like, you got the whole thing. like the worst version of book reports due where it's not just the, like the teacher is going to embarrass you in front of the class. It's like, you've got to face the person whose <laughs> yeah. book it actually is. Yeah. Oh, so most of the time... Like, sorry, I didn't read your book. <laughs> What's <laughs> it about? <laughs> Why is it all clever? your questions about the first 10 pages? Yeah. <laughs> well, so most, so you guys have the author on a lot of the time? I mean, that's, yeah, like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, we've done like 10 or 20, I don't know, right? I might say over the years, what, m- more, than more than 20 yeah. with the author. Do you ever read the book and you're like... 
Not a good, not a good theory. Don't agree. <laughs> Do you ever? I think. Well, we get emails from. I don't know. Is this like too much peeling back the curtain? We get emails from publicists, and sometimes we're like, I don't think that sounds like an interesting book. Yeah. <laughs> or also, um, that's not science. That's the other thing we. Get. Oh yeah. Like, so well, it, it's really bullshit. nice now. That, yeah, exactly. It's nice that we've now we've been doing the show enough and we've done enough interviews with authors that they seem to enjoy themselves where we've got onto a little loop where the publishers will reach out sometimes and go like, hey, what about this book? We can send it to you. And yeah, sometimes we go, yeah, this is great. This sounds awesome. Sometimes we go, it sounds awesome, but we don't have time to read the book. Right, so we yeah. end up having to like pass on it. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it'll be like, this is, this seems like bullshit. Crack, crack pottery, if you will. This just has the word science in it. It's kind of... Or, and maybe or quantum stars. used incorrectly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The quantum physicality of relationships. Oh, like that's, that's like... I've been me trying to write a bit about that forever, that I think it's like it's like the... It's such a new agey trick oh, yeah. to say something like, it's it's simple. It's it's not it's not magic. It's quantum physics. Like you could say that to anyone about anything, and yeah. it's like, well, I don't know what that is, so I guess that's real. And yeah. it's, so, it's so bullshit the way they use quantum physics. I hate how these like uh like people believing in magic or dragging science down into it like yeah. it's magic let it be magic stop stop ruining albert einstein all those fake einstein quotes all that shit i hate it i, I really can't stand it like when einstein said if you can't take me at my worst both those guys did marilyn even say that like I no, think yeah i don't, I don't think she did either i think uh, it's not even yeah. a marilyn monroe and also um uh, Picasso never said uh, good artists borrow great artists steal I don't even oh, really? I don't remember that being his thing that's, that's one I've seen attributed to Picasso and it normally comes through whenever there's another story about some Instagram joke thief uh, someone always goes well uh, Picasso, Picasso said everything which I firstly know. isn't even what that expression means Wait, what, what, do you, what do you mean Wait, what well, does it mean Well, that, so that expression gets used by people to me like Oh, so the better you are, the more you steal. But that's well, <laughs> like you know how Picasso used to go around uh, and find other people's art and then like scratch out the signature and then add a funny caption. Wait, what, I don't understand what you think the saying actually means. So what, what the saying actually means, and, and it predates Picasso, is the well, like what's the, the difference between a borrower and a thief? Is a borrower uses someone else's thing, a thief takes someone's thing and makes it their own. Like that. Okay. So that's what that expression well, means. It, so uh, that expression is basically saying every artist is is using stuff from their predecessors, but the really great artists turn it into something that's them and not uh, like their own thing. They've well, well, like well, like we're never going like Aretha Franklin didn't cover songs; she stole them. Like it's like oh, it's hers now. Like she's completely mm. changed it because oh. she's such a unique artist. It makes sense. I never thought. I, I really just thought of it as very surface level. I don't even know what I thought of it, but I never. Yeah, thought Yeah, it, well, it is the, one of the most misused quotations because people, whenever any plagiarism story comes up, they go like, "Well, you know, it's like good artists borrow great." Art. Yeah, huh. I mean, everything I know about Picasso, I learned from Nanette, and if that wasn't in there, <laughs> I don't think it happened. That's that's uh, that's all I'm saying. That's. Uh, I've got. Should we, should we get straight into stories? Yeah, because we've got, we've got a ones. bunch of doozies. Do you want to do one that someone sent in, or I just found one on New Scientist when I was looking at other stories? I mean, there was one that two people sent in because obviously we're going to talk about it. Oh, uh, should, should we? we yeah, okay. Who, who start was, with that? Who emailed it? Because I also saw Pete Moreni on Twitter tweeted at us with, uh, "I've only read the first two words, but I know at Matt Kirsch and Andy T. Wood will love this," and yeah. I'm like. Well, hold tight, Pete Moretti. Let's we'll be the judge of that. Justin Broad sent the New York Times version, which is a little too long to cover. But I'll just yeah. throw this little image up on screen. Yeah, for and you I'll, guys I'll read you the uh, title: "Man Semen Only Shows DNA of His Donor After Bone Marrow Transplant." And what? Some... Wait, what? Yeah, I know, I know. And also, Andy f- Andy has had this image on his screen all day. Just, it's a very... Do you think this is a stock image that they found in its entirety, or do you think they photoshopped this? Because this is a stock image of a woman at a f- what looks like a relatively old Dell computer, oh, desktop computer. This isn't a recent, yeah. She's got like a... Sc- it's got a flat screen. It hasn't got like a CRT, but it's still relatively old. And she's got her hand on the mouse, and she's looking at the screen where there is a bar chart <laughs> titled "Semen Results," <laughs> and it just looks like a clip art version of a bar chart. It's just three bars. It's just the thing you'd be pointing to. It, on. it looks very much like it is a composite of three different things, and that is a stock image of a woman looking at a computer, a bar chart image that they have also pulled from Getty, and then the words 
semen results. Oh, but then again, I just noticed this. She's got two monitors going, one of which is mirroring, and they both have semen results. On. <laughs> so, like, maybe this is real. Actually, I'm now fascinated by this image. This is... What is in her office? She's got some inspiration. We'll, we'll, oh yeah, we got. We'll put this on, a link to the New York Times story right as well there. in the show notes. Uh, There's a fair amount of detail in this picture. So oh, there's a jelly getting close. Well, you could see the IP address she has written for her printer on her. Wow, that's. <laughs> and hang on, this says subpoena. It Whoa, does. Oh, it does say subpoena. New York Times, you got to send some low res, Zoom lower in. res. Let's get a social security number. Enhance, <laughs> enhance. I see phone numbers and dates. <laughs> we could call these numbers. How did nobody vet this? Is this just someone in the office that they took a picture? <laughs> and the semen results is a bar chart with three different things on it. And it just says recipient and donor. I think this is the real chart oh, from the story. The percentage. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So it took four years to get 100% pure donor semen, is what we're learning. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. true. Which you should know from your previous efforts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait. Now I want to know about this Brittany Chilton thing here. Uh, is this. Is this her daughter? Or is it her name? Wait, who. We're seeing too much. There's a sheriff's badge. There's keys. You've got inspirational beautiful post it noted <laughs> to her screen. That does make me feel better. And a steamer. Is that a closed steamer or is that just... I think oh, it's yeah. It's a closed... Sti- oh, no. Is it a, it's like a scanner. Maybe she has to scan Oh, like samples. a bar chart scanner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do the story. This is fast. I didn't realize how much resolution like, there is. It is a these. very interesting stock image. Again, we, we will link to the New York Times version of the story in the show notes so you two can investigate this. <laughs> Maybe have a full investigation and email us in with other discoveries. And definitely don't call 354-2224. We don't have an area code. But whatever area code you're in, don't call that number on the post-it note. <laughs> Uh, well, yes, I'll do. Like I'll do the version from interestingengineering.com, okay. which um, uh, Pete sent in. Do you have who who sent in the other version, the New York Times version? That was Justin Broad. Oh, thanks, Justin. So, imagine parts of your DNA not belonging to you. When Chris Long from Reno, Nevada, took DNA and semen samples, much of his DNA came back stating he was in fact a German man Long had never met, putting into question Long's own identity. The reason behind this strange exchange is the German man is, in fact, a donor who had donated bone marrow to Long four years ago. The impact this is having on Long's DNA is fascinating to forensic scientists. The New York Times recently published Long's story. Uh, thanks, interestingengineering.com, for giving us the shorter version of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, explaining he needed to undergo a bone marrow transplant after he discovered he had acute myeloid leukemia, cancer that stops the body from producing blood normally. And... After the transplant, Long's unhealthy cells were replaced by the healthy donor's blood-forming cells, which explains why some of Long's DNA is his donors. One of Long's colleagues at the Washoe County's Sheriff's Department, sorry, County Sheriff's Department, thought that his DNA might may be different in other parts of his body, encouraging him to check, you know, as you do at work. Sure. After Long's consent, the team took DNA samples from various parts of his body before and after his transplants. Again, work colleagues. What, what, someone at the everyone at the sheriff's department took jacked him off. Is that what we're, is that what we're seeing here? <laughs> that is exactly what. All right, just make all right, just making sure we, everyone's on the same page. Okay, yeah, all right, go on, go on, science. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, remember how you had that uh, bone marrow? <laughs> uh, what, uh, what if I just jerk you off? <laughs> I like that it starts with "You look stressed out." Is how the conversation should start. Chris, you had a long day, haven't you? Why do, you, why do you have some of this white wine? And I've just got an idea for a science experiment. It's <laughs> a, a fun department. Yeah, yeah. A fun. Uh, it turns out Long's DNA is different around his body. His chest and head hair, for instance, only shows his DNA, whereas... Oh, sorry, only shows his DNA. That's his chest and head hair. Whereas swabs from his cheeks, lip, and tongue show mixed DNA from both men. That's, again, he has multiple men's DNA on his tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's such a pure joke. (laughs) I wish I could say I'm ashamed, but I'm not. Interestingly enough, when samples of long semen were taken from the DNA... uh, uh, Sorry. When samples of long semen were taken, the DNA from it only came up as belonging to his German donor. Crazy. And again, that is literally his German donor, not a euphemism. <laughs> I think we call that a daddy. Is that what the term is? 
That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a bunker story. Long told the New York Times, I thought it was pretty incredible that I can disappear and someone else can appear. The information is baffling scientists and experts alike. Oh, I didn't even think about this next part till it just said it now. Yeah, so Long's case raises a few questions, namely, what does this mean for the future of forensics? DNA samples are sometimes using court cases as evidence. I think it means... Watch out, Cosby. You got a new greatest rapist in town. That's, this guy <laughs> oh, is about to kill it. That's oh, what it Jesus means. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also, I didn't know you had crowned him champion. <laughs> uh, D- so DNA samples are sometimes used as evidence. If innocent people's DNA is showing up at crime scenes due to bone marrow transplants, forensic scientists have an interesting case on their hands. I mean, it is a very specific case. Yeah. Now, as in Long's case, if someone like him committed a sex crime with the investigators collecting semen samples, could the bone marrow donor be charged with a crime if their DNA shows up positively? That's I mean, crazy. I guess they could, but also it's a very specific situation where you could probably very quickly go. Was that person yeah. there or not? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. It's still pretty nuts. I mean, like, so his kid wouldn't come out looking like his kid at all. Is that well, that's, also true? Because that's, that, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's what's not mentioned that, in this article. That, that to me, far more than the... Um, the, 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 the forensics crime, thing, right? Because yeah. that's a very specific situation. Yeah. That's far, you'd hope, maybe, far less likely than well, fathering maybe, a child. Then maybe that's the sheriff's, like, the, the sheriff's point of view. This happened to a sheriff, you know, that's why that's why yeah. they're looking at this. They probably the did sheriff's. it in their own in on-site crime lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great if they had crime labs. This, this is what they're doing while all, they should be solving all those uh, yeah, rape kits. Right? They're doing, yeah. let's, 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 let's check off long off Chris, and yeah. see what's going on over there. Uh, I did say we can't even find out what'll happen to his offspring because he had a vasectomy after his second child was born. Damn you, Chris. Wow. But that, yeah, I don't know what would happen. I mean, there's... That's pretty crazy. Well, so so it's his semen, but not his sperm, right? Wait, so what does that mean, uh, a vasectomy? So there's I, still semen after you have a vasectomy? Yeah, there's still semen. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hang on. No, there, there shouldn't be. Semen is just liquid. Oh, sorry. I mean, that's sorry. There's, there is still yeah, semen. Yeah. There's no okay. sperm. Yeah. Okay, um, so that's that's the sperm is where it's at. So that's why that's this is not this is inconclusive. So it's DNA but, from his semen. But, okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean that the sperm themselves would. No. But then they also interviewed in the New York Times article. They talked to three bone marrow transplant experts who were surveyed, who agreed uh, that passing on someone else's genes as a result of a transplant like this was impossible. So three experts think it's impossible. okay. All right then. All right. All right. But there have been other instances where, like fraternal twins sometimes acquire each other's DNA in the womb. At least one case that led to unfounded fears of infidelity when a man's child did not seem to be his. So wait, yeah. what happened? Um, according to this, like, I guess I could click through the article. Fraternal twins sometimes acquire each other's DNA in the womb. So I guess then they appear as though they would be identical instead of fraternal. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen fraternal twins that actually look like, like totally similar. Um, this is getting into... Oh, long. so this is... Now we're into, like, chimerism. Well, this is what they... were In the New York Times article, they did say that this is sort of a version of chimerism. Which is what? Like, Which is that? Which- like, it being a chimera, like the Greek... Is it a Greek uh, monster that's composed of three different animals? So, in, the, in this case, there's cases where a woman is born, and it turns out that she, there was a twin in the womb that she absorbed. So, she is her own twin. But I thought this, I thought when that happens, it's like you end up being like having like kind of like a growth. A quato? Yeah, yeah. A quato type total situation. Recall. Yes, exactly. I thought it was like a quato situation. I didn't think it was meaning that you got double DNA. See, this is why I don't know a lot about science. Oh, no. So this, where, this is why it's called probably. We don't okay. we have to read the articles. We're not experts on this stuff. All right. Man. Um, two sets of DNA in this other case. But yeah, I guess experts think that, you know, it can't be passed on. If this guy did have kids, it would still be. His his own kids, his kids would match up with him if they did a DNA test. Um, what else? I, at this point, we probably could have just done the New York Times article, couldn't we? <laughs> we could, but we but, wouldn't uh, have had. We had so much fun on yes. the way through. That's, <laughs> that's true. Other that's article. True. <laughs> that's true. That's pretty crazy. Crazy, it really is. Yeah, man. So much semen. There's <laughs> <laughs> more than I was expecting. Yeah, where do we go from there? If you open with that story, well, we could go with screaming plants. Oh yeah, I did like that one. Yeah, recordings reveal, this is a new scientist article, that plants make ultrasonic squeals when stressed. Oh, man. I like this system, by the way. I haven't done this before, where you've got your computer mirrored to this big screen. Should have been doing this the whole time, I guess. Really seems obvious now. Yeah. So, although it's been revealed in recent years that plants are capable of of seeing, hearing, and smelling... 
they're usually thought of as silent, but now for the first time they've been recorded making airborne sounds when stressed. And when which researchers say could open up a new field of precision agriculture where farmers listen for water-starved crops. See, that's their takeaway and not like, oh, plants scream in pain. <laughs> <laughs> Itzhak Kate and his colleagues at Tel Aviv University in Israel found that tomato and tobacco plants made sounds at frequencies humans cannot hear when stressed by a lack of water or when their stem is cut. Wow. Jesus. Well, and also, they just kind of, you just kind of went over this. Everyone knows plants see, hear, and smell. Did everyone know that? I, I, that's news to me. That's kind of blowing my mind. the fact that they move towards light must be seeing, meaning they have some response to light, right? Yeah, I didn't know. There's, it links to another New Scientist article. There's a, oh, there's a, like a roundup of different articles about the different ways they... So they sway in the wind, insects crawl across leaves, vines, uh, so they respond to all sorts of things like that. When vines vines cling to buildings, that's plants responding to touch. Right. All plants have a sense of smell. It allows them to communicate. And studies show they ripen in response to the whiff of certain chemicals. Wow. That's the smell bit. Sight, uh, oh, they, they respond to light. Well, I guess, yeah, they have photoreceptors throughout their stems and leaves. Yeah, and I guess I knew they... that because, like, plants will grow towards the sunlight if yeah. you're a... Uh, that's not the same as seeing. I would like to. Uh, I'd like to say that's not of the same. Seeing, it, it's, res- it's responding to light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, at its most simple, I and mean, you know, they're not going to be able to sort of solve a magic eye puzzle. <laughs> have you? Have you? Have you guys heard that uh, music for plants album? Is that a real thing? Yeah, I just got turned on to it, and it's like. It's this real trippy like synth music from the from I think it's from the seventies or sixties and it's, so it, it's pretty good. It's, someone who made it? Was, was that like a Brian Eno thing or something? No, it's this. I forget the guy's name. Mort something. It's called Plantasia. Put in Plantasia and you'll get it. I think. Uh, you don't think there, there was ever an intention? Yeah, of it, Mort Carson. Yeah, Mort. Yeah, yeah. It's real trippy. It's cool, man. I, I just think he must be in the uh, Philip Glass school of. Of things though, right? Maybe I, I'm not. I don't know Philip Glass well enough. I think he's like one of those early like synthesizer guys. Yeah, like sort of a minimalist oh. neoclassical or something. I don't know. Look, it was just reissued, oh. so that's why people are um, people are into it now because like a couple people have told me about it, and it's 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 cool. Oh yeah, this is 2019 Pitchfork review, seven point two on Pitchfork. Not bad, Mort he, Carson. Uh, <laughs> he died at age eighty three about ten years ago. Wow, couldn't make, damn ten years before the reissue. Mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, it's it is cool. It is cool sounding. I don't know if it actually works on plants. Maybe it's just a gimmick to like release the album. But yeah. it's it's, uh, it's it works on humans. You know? Pitchfork says the jury's out on whether it works for house plants. So noted scientific journal Pitchfork dot com <laughs> is not convinced of its plant growing abilities. Um, so hearing, yeah, there are. That's the last one. That it looks like the jury is out as to what how much plants respond to music and different sounds. Well, I guess, because isn't there also that thing where, like, sometimes, like, trees will actually help each other out by communicating? Like, if one of them's not getting a lot of light or water, they'll, like, Trade share off? it. I don't know. I've heard this before, and I thought they communicated through roots, but if they can make these sounds, maybe the one tree is like, oh, shit, they're, they're oh. really thirsty. Yeah. yeah, you have some have some of mine. You know? So, So here's what they did in this experiment. Microphones placed 10 centimeters from the plants picked up sounds in the ultrasonic range of 20 to 100 kilohertz, hmm. which the team say insects and some mammals would, would be capable of hearing and responding to from as far as five meters away. A moth may decide against laying eggs on a plant that sounds water-stressed, suggest mm. the researchers. Mm. Plants could even hear that other plants are short of water and react accordingly. I don't know how they then What react. is the accordingly? <laughs> are they dicks? Are they <laughs> Gossip. <laughs> Talk shit about them? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at, look at dry guy over there. <laughs> also, the moth thing. I'm not sure if you want eggs on you, in which case maybe it would evolve. It would make sense for you to evolve to just scream always. <laughs> just to yeah, yeah. Moths from, yeah. Wasn't that a Jack Handy line as well? If uh, if trees could scream, would we would we be so cavalier about cutting them down? Yeah. We might be if they screamed all the time for no good reason. <laughs> That's exactly the joke. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, good memory. Thank you. That's too much SNL. <laughs> these findings can alter the ways we think about the plant kingdom, which has been considered to be almost silent until now. The authors write in their study which has not yet been published in a journal. Suspicious. Mm. <laughs> Previously, devices have been attached to plants to record the vibrations caused by air bubbles forming and exploding 
a process, a process known as cavitation inside xylem tubes, which are used for water transport. But this new study is the first time that sounds from plants have been measured at a distance. On average, drought-stressed tomato plants made 35 sounds an hour, while tobacco plants made 11. When plant stems were cut, tomato plants made an average of 25 sounds in the following hour, and tobacco plants 15. Unstressed plants produced fewer than one sound per hour on average. Does this seem like there's also a... um like a weird uh, personification like like just because it's making a sound doesn't mean it's expressing itself just because it's making a sound doesn't mean it's, it's trying to communicate it's correlated we're putting... with it being water starved but not we're, we're putting the emotion on it yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean like yeah, it well, doesn't it just means that it makes a sound so it does but it's a sound like... we didn't previously know about I mean, you could say the same about yeah, uh, a uh, smoke detector that's running low on batteries which is completely non-sentient makes a sound yes, to right? indicate that it is yeah right so it's just I'm saying like you could call it an ailing smoke detector or you could not call yeah, it that if you yeah, decided yeah, to exactly right. yeah. yeah I'm saying like don't things just vibrate and then the sound comes so it's just maybe it's like you know I don't know I'm yeah. saying it doesn't it just shouldn't we're not implying consciousness yes. here yeah we're just saying I guess using the word drought stress to mean lacking water okay it, impli- it right? feels it, like it yeah. yeah it feels like they're doing a little you know I don't know <laughs> Putting a little motion on that, a little personifying, yeah. anxious tomato plants, a little yeah. anthropomorphizing. Yeah, that's what it is, or one of them. It's uh, it's even possible to distinguish between the sounds to know what the stress is. The researchers trained a machine learning model to discriminate between the plant sounds and the wind, rain, and other noises of the greenhouse, correctly identifying in most cases whether the stress was caused by dryness or a cut. Wow! Based on the sounds' mm. intensity and frequency, water-hungry tobacco appears to make louder sounds than cut tobacco, for example. Although Kate and his colleagues only looked at tomato and tobacco plants, they believed other plants may make sounds when stressed too. In a preliminary study, they also recorded ultrasonic sounds from a spiny pincushion cactus and the weed henbit dead nettle. Wow. That's a great combination of sounds there. They are. <laughs> note that I jumped over the Latin name in both cases, yeah. <laughs> even though they are following in parentheses. Cavitation is a possible explanation for how the plants generate the sound, they say. Enabling farmers to listen for water-stressed plants could open a new direction in the field of precision agriculture, the researchers suggest. They add that such an ability would be increasingly important as climate change exposes more areas to drought. And then Anne Visser at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Kew says the suggestion that the sounds that drought-stressed plants make could be used in precision agriculture seems feasible if it's not too costly in this re- to set up recording in a field situation. Seems like it might be pretty costly to set up ultrasonic detectors throughout your whole field. I don't know. If it's just like, turns out, it's just a couple of shitty microphones that... Oh, yeah, maybe. That I don't know, like... Even, like, I don't know what frequencies even these microphones that we have pick up. Obviously, we... Yeah, we I, only uh, record and the pro- listen to the human range, but something in the user manual that shows a little like yeah graph on the frequency. That's probably a, a smaller version of this. We will pick up some high pitch frequencies. Wait, there's, there's a more useful way to use these microphones besides a podcast. I can't <laughs> even imagine. <laughs> Welcome to podcast. <laughs> I can't believe this article doesn't include. I'm the weed hembit dead nettle. <laughs> Join me with the spiny pincushion cactus. <laughs> It's like the most laborious uh, drive-time radio nicknames of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you got Gary and uh, <laughs> the weed but dead metal. You got tomato, tobacco, and the spiny pincushion. <laughs> they are kind of metal, though. They're pretty, like, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Spiny pincushion and weed henbit dead nettle it's pretty pretty <laughs> it could be tough. slipknot members i guess i don't <laughs> yeah. know how that band's names go. Definitely some clown metal. Dead yeah. dead nettle also definitely sounds like a thing that someone does in the playground to someone else. Give someone dead nettle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Got man. a dead yeah. nettle oh. and I was like pouring vinegar down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> Make it, you're like, you lick a battery and then they punch the back of your head. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> sounds very like, British. Yeah, yeah British, British, British schoolyards were a little tougher than yeah. the ones. <laughs> they Jesus, always, we had always got vinegar on them. Yeah, you know. I just got a wedgie. You guys have <laughs> yeah. elaborate chemistry experiments. They Do you got, not always have vinegar on you in American We schools? don't eat the fish and chips like you guys. It's not our thing. <laughs> Like the kid version of that guy who has like his own Tabasco bottle wherever he goes. <laughs> oh, I get it. You like spicy stuff. Thomas, where did you leave your vinegar bottle? <laughs> did you leave it in the gym again? <laughs> Go and get it. Um, so, what was I going to... Oh, I can't believe this article doesn't have like a transposition of the sounds into the into the audible spectrum so we can hear... 
you know they could just bring it down oh cool but they didn't so yeah we don't get to hear what Shame this sounds them. like they also said in this that they have uh not they've not yet done any experiments to show whether moths or any other animal can hear and respond to the sounds the plants make so that idea remains speculative for now and it can't be yet broadened out to other stresses such as sorts of temperature because they may not lead to sounds. And then Edward Farmer at the University of Lausanne in Switzerland says, if plants are making sounds when stressed, cavitation is the most likely mechanism. However, he is skeptical of the findings and would like to see more in the way of controls. And adds, the idea that moths may be listening to plants and shunning stressed ones is, quote, a little too speculative. Uh. And there are already plenty of explanations for why insects avoid some plants and not others. All right. So the moth listening is bullshit. Yeah. So moths aren't podcast fans. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Hard to follow jizz, but still Yeah, still right. Interesting. We probably should have yeah, yeah. that. We should have teased that up front. And then, we, yeah. Yeah, we might have literally blown our load in the first story. Yeah. yeah. In the first story. I think we got a good one here from uh, Paul Muxworthy. What you got? Is this a dinosaur one? It is. Oh, cool. Dinosaurs may have sounded like geese. Dinosaurs likely (laughs) didn't roar, new research suggests. Scientists say they might have growled like a crocodile or honked like a goose. (laughs) (laughs) What sound did a dinosaur make? Well, you might imagine them screeching or roaring like they did in Jurassic Park movies. Scientists haven't been able to figure out the noises they actually made when they roamed the Earth. But new research is bringing us closer to understanding how they might have sounded as CBC Radio Science columnist Tora Katcher explains, a study published in the journal Nature looks back to the age of dinosaurs to offer some insight into the evolution of the voice box. Someone will now have to make a dub of Jurassic Park with goose noises. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. You, you've seen the Melodica. The yeah. my favorite well, movie of all time. Yeah. I'm not even, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to really spoil funny. it if you haven't seen it. Most of you probably have, but uh, fuck, it makes me laugh. We'll put a link to it right now in the yeah. show notes. If yeah. you haven't, pause the episode right now, scroll through the show notes, and click on the... Uh. Jurassic Park Melodica cover. It'll yeah. be about halfway down. So funny. Yeah, it's the best. If you've seen it again, watch it again now. Well, I've yeah. seen it before. And then come yeah. back. Yeah. Come back a little bit more giggly. <laughs> I don't think it ever gets. It is old. a very fine thirty-three seconds of comedy. <laughs> uh, so birds and crocodile-like reptiles are the closest living descendants we have to dinosaurs. A two thousand nine paper published in the journal Historical Biology looked at the different ways those animals make sound. It pointed out that crocodiles and mammals, for that matter, make sound through a vocal organ called a larynx, while birds use a syrinx. What is a syrinx? Uh, well, besides the temple and the Rush album, it's a kind of voice box, but it's different from the larynx, which is found in many animals, including crocodile. <laughs> they just said that. Our voice box, just to kind of contextualize it, is made up of cartid- cartilaginous, cartil- cartilaginous, cartilaginous support structures from which there are super, from which there are super squishy soft tissues, what we call vocal folds, that vibrate and produce sound. Lead author Julia Clark, a paleontologist at the University of Texas at Austin, said. If we want a sense of what that would sound like, we can look to the closest living descendants of the dinosaurs. Birds have essentially the same thing in that they have cartil- cartilaginous, cartilage, right? Cartilaginous. I like the way you're saying it. I think that's right. Cartil- cartil- cartilage, cartilaginous support structures and these super squishy vocal folds. But where their voice box is located in is deep in the chest where the windpipe branches into two tubes, if you will, that go to the right and left lung. So how do we know what dinosaurs sound like? This is where the latest research comes in. The team behind it found a fossil back in 1992 in Antarctica of Vegavis Aiai. It's, it's all vowels. All vowels. <laughs> seem real. What, what, what was that name again? There, Vegavis Aiai. 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 It's the Enya bird. Uh, it's a duck and goose ancestor lived 66 million years ago during the time of the dinosaurs. In 2013, they discovered this fossil has the oldest known representation of a voice box ever discovered. Huh. From there, the team figured that's what sound its anatomy could make. The evolutionary relationships of the new species, that V-I-E-I, and the syrinx, <laughs> remains themselves told us that the, this animal would have made sounds most similar to those of living ducks and geese, she said. It's a combination of evolutionary history and anatomy that allows the researchers to determine just what an avian dinosaurs, just what the avian dinosaurs yeah, sounded yeah, like. Yeah, but you look look at the picture of the Vega Visayi. It's a duck. It's a goose. It's just a goose. It, oh yeah, the but, goose made a goose sound. Yeah. Wow, wow. Who would have thought this it's goose a, looking animal made sounds like a goose? It's a little more dinosaur looking than most geese. Right? <laughs> no way, uh, no. man. It just looks <laughs> okay. like a bird. It okay. looks like a bird. I. This thing that was a bird is a lot <laughs> like a bird. Like a bird. Wow. I, I got to say, I, I'm, I am slightly on Louis' side on this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on, look at that thing. It but does 66 definitely. Years. I know. I know. Modern day birds are very much the successors to dinosaurs, but 
This... I was expecting something a bit more raptor or T-Rex yeah. looking yeah. than that. I mean, it just... Definitely looks like a goose. Yeah. <laughs> is this just because of the new thinking that, like... They I, all have I feathers? Forgot what, yeah, is that... I don't know which species of dinosaur we've, we've agreed might have or did have feathers. Is there any consensus on that? Or is this kind of like a speculative... I don't know. If we've got any paleontologists listening to this, let us know. This or if there's that... any 10-year-olds listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I was 10, I would definitely know yeah, the recent... Sure. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, any 10-year-olds listening, first of all, stop listening. You shouldn't be listening. And secondly, <laughs> please write to us and explain what dinosaurs look like. Also, this is just from DinopediaWikia.com. So who knows who... What, oh, the picture? The picture. So who knows... I don't know if that's the same as Wikipedia. Wait, just uh, that could just be like a 10-year-old drew that yeah, picture. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. This is what I think it is. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, what Wikias are just like sub... Not Wikipedia-associated things, but things that like fans can edit. Is that what they are? Yeah. W- yeah, any wiki is... Got a Dinopedia app. Wiki is the, the name for like the backbone software that does that. What does that, okay. what does that say? That a sad... Can you go down a little? Sorry. We're on the Dinopedia app. And it says, a sad day for all fans of prehistory. Oh, I just no. want to know what day yeah, that was. See, this Sorry, is from the is... forum on dinopedia.fandom.com. Oh, the Brazilian uh, Museum. Yeah. That was sad. Okay. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. They uh, they just lost all of their history. They lost so much stuff. Jeez. Oh, the whole museum God. burned down. They lost everything. But yeah, oh. that actually really is. I was expecting it to be like something like, one of the th- animals went extinct 25 million years ago. And oh, it- oh I, I thought it was going to be like... This dinosaur isn't the biggest, and we love that one, or something dumb. But this yeah, is but no, this is actually a genuinely yeah. sad story of like a huge fire in Brazil's National Museum that yeah. oh. just wrecked a whole bunch of cultural artifacts and fossils. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a year ago. Still very you sad. Used, I feel, but, yeah. you used to live in Brazil as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, really? Yes, yeah. I lived oh. there for a year. I, I, the thing is, museums. Uh, but my experience of museums in Brazil was that they're just not as good as American museums. Uh-huh. But this one, just because it's not presented well doesn't mean it didn't have amazing artifacts and stuff in there. It just, they were, I was like, I went to a couple of museums in Brazil. I'm like, ah, I'm used to what, this is, this is not. They haven't like upped the zazz. Yeah, uh, man. It takes a lot. It takes yeah. a lot to make a museum like top notch, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and, uh, and yeah, this one, they were just like, they were super underfunding it and I guess they didn't have like, it set up for fire safety and the whole thing burned down. It's, it's really Ooh. tragedy. Man. And there's all this, there's all this stuff, especially for Brazilian history that they don't have anywhere else. Like, I guess there's a lot of um, the set prehistoric things that oh, were yeah. that were there as well. That of, but they have South America's oldest human fossils. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal, right? I mean yeah. like, um, and but the stuff about Brazilians, Brazilian culture specifically, is like only there. So like, yeah. that's just gone now. Oh, yeah. that's why we need a war. We need to have a modern day um, 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 <laughs> William Randolph Hearst go steal things. Yes, from... we need to steal things from these countries that don't know how to take care of them. Didn't they say that like <laughs> even though it's not cool what he did, that um, he might have saved a lot of precious art from being destroyed in World War II because of how he bought things and or took, got things by sort of uh, less than reputable means I, I don't know about that but I mean uh, like Hearst sh- Castle his, his personal collection of artwork was vast and like a lot of what he got from Europe would it might have been destroyed had it still been in Europe during World War II is what huh. I heard I don't know if that's uh, I mean I guess as long as he preserved it I guess in the yeah, end it's good it, it, I don't know I don't <laughs> yeah. know I don't know well we've been preserving priceless artifacts thanks to the kind donations oh, that yes. have been coming in yeah we haven't thanked our listeners in a no and episodes. I know we've, they, we've there's a bunch that we've lost in a document as well so apologies if we're behind on thanking we you we might we have lost. to at some point declare thank you bankruptcy and start over with thanking thank all of you our on the, next, yes. on the next time yeah. round yeah. but definitely thank you to Charles Tyler Karen Meadman Pandora Young Drew Chapman Callum Gleason R.L. Kappa William Bagley and Jake Swenson I know you are there to be thanked, and then I think we've got a bunch from a previous episode that we really need to thank. And uh, this isn't even to mention all our many, many Patreon supporters, patrons, if you will. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast, and yes, we will give you shout-outs soon, so please sit tight, bear with us. It's the holidays, right? Keep some of that holiday spirit in mind if you're mad about not hearing your name on a podcast. <laughs> you're probably not mad, but... <laughs> but we, d- we do hugely appreciate all of you. It's ridiculous yes. that you do that, and we love you. It's, it's absurd. It makes me very happy. Just the fact that you care about the show that much, it's really nice. Stop crying, Matt. I'm... <laughs> I... I'm actually crying about the loss of the dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> he loves his dinosaurs. What do you feel like doing next? Do you want to see a drawing I did of our donors? <laughs> <laughs> they all have feathers. <laughs> I don't know. The jury's still out in that. So let's see. We, uh, we talked about... Oh, we could do a new, We could do an Australia story, or we could talk about... Um, 
A surprising number of our listeners are Australian, so a yeah. remarkable number of the stories that we have end up coming from Australia or Australian publications. That's cool. My favorite site for memes is is uh, Australian, so I get a lot of I'm in on like Australian inside jokes for no reason. What's the What's the <laughs> meme site? Browncardigan.com. I don't know it. It's cool. They've been in, they've been updating it less. I think the guy's focusing on his Instagram. I actually messaged the guy for a while, but man, it's so funny. Is that Is that the one? Is it? Yeah, yeah. There's like all these things about. Uh, Bondi or Bondi I don't even know how to say it Bondi Beach yeah Yeah. Yeah. so I know like I know exactly how they feel I mean I've interpreted how people feel about Bondi Beach which I would never have known that I've never even heard of it before I started going to the site I mean there's a lot of funny stuff on here it's just okay. It's just a collection. It's of, just yeah, memes. Yeah. Sh- yeah, yeah. But he's he I likes like, screenshots of tweets and yeah. He aggregates it and he doesn't steal it. He always gives people props. He like hates um what's it called uh, fat, fat Jew Jewish, and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and uh yeah, but there's all sorts of weird and shit. What's on the here. other one as well? The guy that um fuck uh, fuck Jerry. Yeah, yeah he start, he had a yeah. war with fuck Jerry. This guy. Oh nice. Yeah. And this guy's I I think this guy's where it's at. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. I mean, I'm telling you, you can. Um, <laughs> this is this is a good one. Should we read? You should read this I one. Mean, this is a, this is a one. screen sure, cap. Yeah, this yeah. is a screen cap of two texts. One's a text from 2016, and it just says, "Show me how those tits fart." <laughs> and then it's another text from just yesterday. Hi, I know it's been two years, but this message keeps me up at night. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's highly recommended. So all I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of probably I bet that I bet there's a good amount of crossover between these science, you know, the, your podcast yeah. fans and this website down there. So I'm sure oh, I'm going to I'm going to tear this site up. Yeah. yeah, man. It's really I mean, I think there's a random button at the top and you just hit that and it'll it'll sh- it'll it'll give you good stuff. I mean, really it's it's been like yeah, up up there random up to the left up oh, top. Yeah. yeah, that'll that'll like this is you know, unofficially sponsored by browncardigan.com. Yeah. Like All right. It. Putting a link to that as well in the show notes. See, there's stuff about whoever. I think I that's their prime minister. I don't know. Who I was going to guess that it's the guy who plays Agent Whatever on The Matrix, but maybe <laughs> no, it's. No, no, no it's the prime minister. Okay, Australia. listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. God damn it. <laughs> no, uh, he looks like that. He totally looks like in that. In that picture, yes. So this is what I'm saying. There's like not... a lot of Australian inside jokes <laughs> that I would not know. I would have agreed with you yeah. had I not. What's that guy's name? I can't there's a, there's name. A, There was a Klansman in a wheelchair just there. <laughs> oh, I missed funny. it. I can't go back. Can I go back? It's random. I can't go back. Oh, you can't go back. can never go back again. What's the name of the guy who plays Agent Whatever? In, I don't uh, know. I can't. He's I don't Australian. Know he is Hugo Weaving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I know some things, just not important things. <laughs> I know deep thoughts, quotes, but not world leaders. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what story we were talking about. I know. Should we do the spam one again? <laughs> <laughs> Brown Cardigan has me transfixed. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to bring no, this no, up. No. This isn't. But it's like it'll it'll waste like all kinds of. Uh, hours of your life yeah um astronauts are going to attach a robot hotel to the outside of the international space station oh. do that story that was sent sure. in by andrew we could close with the um with the australian story i remember okay it was now. Yeah. you got it robot helpers are becoming an increasingly important element aboard the iss it's here where robots like the robonaut simon that's with a c fedor that's the uh fedora wearing <laughs> <laughs> He's a douchebot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know they sent a douchebot to space? Did you know that? <laughs> it's the world's first orbiting pickup artist. <laughs> you want to see my magic trick? The air, <laughs> the air recycler has just been clogged with Axe body spray. <laughs> get, get clean. Uh, oh, Fedor has a Twitter account, by the way. <laughs> the robot? Yeah. Man, if this robot has oh, more wait. followers than me. Uh... Thirteen point eight thousand. Yeah. All right. Followed by Tignataro. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? It says. <laughs> wow. And also the bio is in Russian. It's all in Russian, yeah. The first anthropomorphic robot to work in space. This is Google's translative translation of the Russian. The call sign Skybot F eight fifty, an assistant crew of the International Space Station. Here are just facts about space. This thing is in space right now? Yeah. No. Wow. What? It, how did whoa. Not, how did I not know about this? Wait, it says term, <laughs> Russia terminates the Fedor. What is that? Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I don't think... Can he be terminated? This is also somewhat recent. 
Oh, While yeah, you're looking happened. up feeder, I'll tell you the rest. Okay. Uh, so, Kandam 2, Dexter, and Simon 2, which is currently on its way, were tested and validated for space operations. In recent years, the robot external leak locators, REL, also proved their worth by conducting extra ve- vehicular activities, EVAs, and finding leaks. That one has a new HBO special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. F- <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, sending these robots out to do their tasks has been a long and complicated process. For this reason, NASA has created a new housing unit called the Robot Tool Robotic Tool Stowage Ritz. Oh, like Ritz, like the Ritz. Oh, okay. oh like oh, the Ritz oh, Hotel. Oh, yeah, clever okay. NASA Fine. people. But the I is only like in the end. T- the second to last letter of the word robotic is an I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. a bit of a stretch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uppercase R. T and S with a lowercase i jammed in there that they have stolen from the end of the word robotic. It's a stretch. Uh, Developed by the Satellite Servicing Projects Division at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center with with support from the Johnson Space Center, this robotic hotel launched on December 4th will soon be integrated with the station. Mm. The first residents of the Ritz will be two robotic external leak locators, RELs, which are machines that use mass spectrometers to sniff out the presence of gases that could be leaking from the ISS. These units are aboard it right now, the first of which was sent back in 2015 and successfully detected two leaks since its arrival. Good work. I know. For this reason, a second rail was sent there earlier this year. The addition of the Ritz will assist with their operations by allowing the space station's robotic arm, Dexter, to easily locate, grab, and return them to an external storage space once they finish their operations. As Mark Newman, the Ritz hardware manager, explained, for each of its uh, store tools, Ritz will provide heat and physical protection from radiation and micrometeoroids or tiny high-speed objects hurtling through space. Its thermal system maintains ideal temperatures for the instruments, helping them stay functional. To keep temperatures aboard the ISS steady, NASA relies on a complicated network of ammonia pumps, reservoirs, and radiators. This vast network, which is similar to a central air conditioning system, consists of hundreds of meters of tubing and hundreds of joints. Yeah, hundreds of joints, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Over time, this system has suffered the occasional leak, thanks in large part to its micrometeoroid impacts. While such leaks provide no immediate risk to the crew, they can affect the station's cooling system, which would negatively impact conditions aboard the ISS. Previously detecting and addressing possible leaks aboard the station could take weeks or even months. This was due in part to the fact that once a rail deployed to space, it would need to wait 12 hours before it could get to work. Fucking unions. I know. (laughs) Uh, This was to ensure the rail's extremely sensitive gas analyzer can clear itself oh. of water vapor and other gases that are common aboard the station okay. and which would interfere with the detection of ammonia. However, with the Ritz as part of the station, the entire process would depend exclusively on Dexter's availability, expediting the search for leaks considerably. I don't know. I looked out and I saw all the rails were just smoking by the space dumpsters. They weren't even checking <laughs> They're the working leaks. hard, man. <laughs> They're working hard and I don't like this attitude. <laughs> It'll even be mounted to Ritz will be mounted to the same robotic platform that moves Dexter up and down on the external rails of the station, which will ensure a rail tool will always be accessible, said Chris Craw, NASA's senior systems integration lead. This hardware will significantly reduce time and cost for the station crew to deploy leak detecting capabilities. Uh blah 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 blah. For easier and <laughs> faster access. I'm gonna skip ahead now. Is Dexter the name of a robot from Hitchhiker's Guide? Am I crazy? I think so. You don't or do? No, I don't think no. so. Are there... How many people are... I mean, there's Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin, Marvin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How many people, like, are in this... Spa- like, I never think about the space station. Are there people up there all the time just doing stuff? Yeah. There's a site you can go to and see how many people are currently in space. Really? I think it's just a simple... They don't shoot animals up there anymore, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, they might have little experiments with... Uh, but no more shooting dogs up. How many people are in space right now? Whoa. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Six. <laughs> there are wow. Six people in space. <laughs> I love right that now. it's such a big number. It takes up the whole screen. And then you scroll down and it tells you the specifics. Oh, yeah. We've got. Um, Christina's been out there for so long. Christina Jeez. has been out the longest so far. Fuck it. 272 days. That's yeah, crazy. That is a very long time. She needs to take a break. Who's the newbie? We got Oleg from. Um, oh, I should know what country this is. That's Russia, isn't it? That's not Russia's flag, is it? Am I crazy? I, yeah, I guess. How do I not know Russia's flag? I, I just guess it was Russia. I can't yeah. believe there's a. Is that Italian? 
it looks like how'd that Italian guy get on there? I don't know, but that looks like an Italian name as yeah, well, Luca yeah. Parmitano. Is he the cook? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like it's not racist for some reason, and I can't explain why. Whatever. I don't know. I, you know, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, in my defense, I saw a yellow stripe. It's like an optical illusion. It's so small. I thought there was a yellow stripe at the bottom of this flag. Oh, I see. Uh, does that? Do you see that also? Is no, that kind I, of like, I, now you say it, I can kind of yeah. say it. Uh. But yeah. How many people are on currently? In, how many people are in space right now? Dot com is a pretty cool site. That is cool. <laughs> are they all? They're all hanging out, right? They, I, I don't. I mean, they have to all get along. I think they're all. <laughs> they're all I mean, the same. They're in the same place. Is yes, what I'm they're saying. In the they're same not space like station. Okay. Yeah. Although I think I believe there are specific Ru- Russian bits and American bits, and there's there's it's not like you'd never meet all six. No, you people. totally meet, and you so they will hang out. But there are also I th- I believe that there are certain things that like you're not meant to use this bit because you're one of the Russians, and I'm not meant to yeah. use this because I'm one of the Americans. Can we let's look at how many days they've all been there and decide who's fucking who? That's definitely <laughs> something's going on there. I mean, you can't all just right. be up there in space. So we've got Jessica and Oleg, who are the two newest. They've both been there 77 days, which is still quite a while. That's still over two months. And Oleg, let's see if he's single. It doesn't matter, man. Okay, it's he's in space, space for two rules. months. Yeah, it does not matter if he's single or space not. Space rules. It's like the area code rule, <laughs> yeah, but it's dude. space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you're not everyone's single in space. Everyone, That's what they say. Yes. That's what they always say. There's the subtitle of Alien, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 144 days. I figure what's her name who's been there for the longest is kind of like out of her mind. Christina. Yeah. Yes, like she's just lost it because she was. I assume. I hope there was someone else that was there. Well, there's because there's like what a sixty. Yeah, so they they overlap. They kind of like they okay. stagger when they arrive, when they leave. Okay, okay. So maybe I mean I'm gonna guess. All right, I can't tell. You know I can't tell. I'd have to I'd have to see pictures. I have to know. You know I never, I don't know their sexuality, but I think it's no holes barred in in uh in space. Also, this is gonna my other guess. Here's Oleg. Let's just see if we can click through to yeah, all their when names. When the gravity goes, yeah, it's it's like whatever, man. It's just it's like prison, you know. <laughs> Let's get all the pictures up real quick and just see if we can uh, make some <laughs> superficial assessments about these people. All right. all right, and then after this, we should wrap up and maybe we'll maybe we'll do a Patreon bonus with that Australian story that you want. Wait, to- there's an astronaut younger than me up there. Jesus, this pisses me <laughs> wow. off. Oh, from wow. Michigan I'm as well. Officially old. Look, she's from oh. Michigan too. She's from Grand Rapids. She's pretty cute. No way. Very. Yeah. Christina Koch, Coach Koch, Coke, Coke, K O C H, probably Coke, right? Like the Koch brothers, isn't that how you spell it? I would that, say Koch. Like okay. Mayor Koch, right? But also, aren't the Koch brothers spelled that way? Yeah, but they, that's they, just they, them. Okay. They like, yeah. I think, you know, is she Jewish? Koch. I don't Probably know. not. Uh, scroll down, it'll tell I, you. Was Ed Koch She's Jewish? Because Ed Koch State. is Jewish, right? She's an electrical engineer who's roughly my age. Why didn't we apply back? Remember when we started, <laughs> we started this podcast and NASA had an open call? And at that point, Brooks and I were still eligible because we had engineering degrees and we were in the right age range. And, oh, man. Sorry, what were you asking? Oh, yeah, so she started on a comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's how she got her. <laughs> Says she just applied. <laughs> that's all it took. God damn it. Well, personal life. Personal life. Um, uh, she has a husband. Um, yep, yep. All right, but but he knows space rules. Yeah, right? he knows He knows the name of the on. game. We've got Alexander Skvartskov. Skvart. Right, he's a little older. He is 53. Um, He's the fun one. Andrew Morgan, <laughs> forty-three. I mean, that's they're cl- all right. So right there, Andrew Richard, quote unquote Drew. That's his nickname is Drew. Drew he goes Morgan by Drew. and Christina. I would think? say Drew and Christina. Right? It's, it would see you know if age he's going by age. Sense. That's who you ship together. Yeah, he looks right. kind of like Liam Neeson. He's probably got a special set of skills, right? <laughs> yeah, Doesn't he does he got a Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson look to like a dorkier Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's amazing how much astronauts have changed over the years from being like sort of square drawed military people to. Like in shape science dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really. yeah like well, put him, probably... put him in his military. He's got another picture in the military gear, and yeah. he looks a little bit. Let's see if he looks tougher. No, so not really. Very no, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he does seem nice. See, I bet he's he's in it for the education. Okay, Luca. Luca oh, here we go. Luca's Luca. also forty three. Jeez, 
I, no, Luke is Luke, Luke is the man. This, I'm sorry, I said you were the cook, but you were very hot astronaut. You got a shaved head. You got a little smirk smile. He's like got the accent. Smile. Yeah, he's got the accent, and he is like I'm not saying he's just the cook, but you know he's cooking up some good shit up there. I it mean, really is. I, I I have so many cultural biases when I see an Italian flag on the shoulder of a spacesuit. It just causes yeah. such a conflict to me that I'm embarrassed. Because you're like, admit. how do they do? How does they do an EVA when he's? How is he communicating back ho- back home without talking with his hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't He's see him the in this. I can't see him in the spacesuit and not hear accordions play. Yeah. Like, accordions, Italian. I feel that concertina. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, Concert- there's a melted wax candle in a wine bottle. Uh, there's like gingham <laughs> tablecloths. He's cooking lasagna. It's all yeah. the dishes. He's just seeing how long it takes to cook pasta in space, yeah. and we have to know. But no, he's. I mean, we've definitely veered onto full. Everybody's racism. my age. In space. <laughs> Four out of six people are roughly my age who are currently in space. I'm past my prime. She's from Maine. Uh, this is like, you know, See, about, now I, now you know I about ten Jessica. years ago when you realized that almost all successful athletes are younger than oh, you. Yeah. Oh 20, yeah, twenty years ago I realized. Now that. it's astronauts. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> this is really. This and then is, it'll be presidents. That's the worst. That's going to be the craziest. Yeah. Um, you know, Jessica. I feel like Jessica and and Christina might. We don't even know. They could be hooking they could up. Be, they could yeah. definitely be they hooking could be, up. Uh, so could uh, our Italian friend and. and I think Oleg? they all. I think I think Oleg they, is on his own. Okay, I'm going to say that he's a lone wolf. He's he's the least attractive of all the I mean, so far. Not uh, saying anything about it. Maybe I'm sure he's very charming. He's probably got some jokes. Maybe not, you know. I don't know, but I'm saying like just look at his pictures. We're, we're doing astronaut uh, Tinder here, so in, it's just we're just swiping know, in, right or swiping left. I'm in, swiping left. Does he on have jokes um, because in Russia, joke tells you. <laughs> I think, right? I can't remember which astronaut it is, but did you ever see Forrest Shaw, friend of the show, and also marine, former marine biologist? You oh, know, Forrest. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Forrest's ex-girlfriend is now dating an actual astronaut. No way. <laughs> so he's like, he's got material about like, just the most uncompetable. Yep. No, no. Uh, um, Dave Ross is, is dating, his ex is dating some like rock star, like a straight up rock star. <laughs> and I think, and that can make you feel worse, but I think it should make you feel better. Like that's the caliber that you were dating yeah. at. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it's a good thing. I, I dated that's... Fabio's ex and she dumped Fabio. Whoa! <laughs> Matt knows this. I don't know if I said this in the podcast, I don't know if you have. Well, oh, there it is. There I, it is. It's out there. Yeah. Now you know the caliber that you're yeah. dealing with. One of the hosts. True. He was twice her age when they were dating, but still. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. You ever seen that picture where Fabio on the roller coaster <laughs> the goose? Hits the goose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just oh, have I? <laughs> I don't think I realized when it came about that it was he was like the guest of honor opening a new roller coaster yeah. I thought he was just at the amusement park I didn't realize oh, no. everyone else around him was dressed as like so to uh, fill people in and also there'll be some listeners who don't even know who Fabio is no Me- <laughs> I refuse to believe that Dude, Fabio just- is is a model who is who looks like what you'd imagine someone called Fabio looks like. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was does. the model for um, for romance novel covers before he got famous for that. Yeah. He so, looks, yeah, he looks like the cover of every romance novel in Because he literally was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, there was a famous picture that, again, we'll, we'll put a link to it in the show sure, notes. Yeah. Because he was opening a roller coaster and I would say, uh, well, I don't, I was going to say million to one, but roller coasters run millions of times around the world every day and this is the only time I've, heard I've never heard of this happening to anybody yeah. the odds have to be far higher than this it's so horrible a- 20 years ago now <laughs> He hit wow. a goose at full speed. See, this is how I heard about it. Was it the 20 year anniversary of it? It's 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 him at the end of it. Is he's just covered in blood? Yeah. he looks and like he's wearing a clown nose. Yeah, but it is goose blood from. Like, it's crazy. It's, and these women dressed up as like a Greek goddesses. It was a yes, it was a, yes, Apollo's, it's Apollo's chariot. chariot yes, the <laughs> they're like smiling at him. I think it's a. I think it's a joke. Well, cause, no, because also they've just been on a roller coaster, oh, so it's okay. fun. Everyone, yeah. Also, it <laughs> everyone's hit. smiling because it's for the person dude, who be, headbutted a goose to death. Exactly. When you're sitting, if you're the guy who get hit by the goose, you're not upset. But if you just sat next to someone who got hit by a goose, you are laughing <laughs> your happiest. ass off. That's I didn't realize. Well, you're already on a roller coaster, which <laughs> yeah. is already fun. And also, now you're on the at- best roller coaster ride of your life. <laughs> you will never top this. Look at the Greek goddesses behind him. They got like they got they uh, got some blood splatter. They got yeah. blood splatter. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh. The, the blonde woman to his left, who was completely ungoose scathed, uh, <laughs> she's she's the happiest. She's far. The two people behind who got a bit of collateral, they got a bit of friendly fire. They're yeah. they're less happy. Woman to his right seems like kind of concerned in a fairly motherly way. Yeah, yeah. and 
He seems upset. He seems he seems like he's trying very hard to not look upset because he's the I think star he's, of a publicity. <laughs> I think he's trying to keep his mouth closed so he doesn't get goose oh, blood in his yeah. mouth. I think yeah. that's also what's going on. Do you see how tight his lips are? That's like they are. Ugh. I guess that is exactly how I would have my lips as well if yeah. I was trying not to get goose it might have been around when bird <laughs> flu happened too. I don't totally. know if this was, was this SARS. That's different, right? What is SARS? I don't want any kind of yeah. goose. I mean, I just feel like birds in general, filthy animals. I'm not trying to. They get are un- uncooked yeah. in my mouth. No thanks. The tiny dinosaurs. No thanks. <laughs> tiny screeching. Yeah, what kind of sound do you think they made? Do you think it would have been a roar? Space of full speed. <laughs> oh, uh, Fabio Louis, yeah. where can our listeners find you? I know you got an album out Yeah, I got an album out uh, It came out, it's called Catskills So check that out uh, You can also see If you want to get another taste of my stand-up You can see my story from This Is Not Happening That's also online That's a great That's oh, like yes. over a million views now, right? Yeah, it's got uh, two, two, two over two million views Yeah, nice. yeah it keeps, And it keeps growing So check that out That's worth seeing And I also have my own podcast It's about travel uh, It's I host it, co-host it with uh, Matt Fulcheron And that's called Roadheads So check that <laughs> out uh, It's a travel podcast And uh, we do, do talk about all things travel okay awesome Excellent. well we definitely our listeners are podcast listeners great so do that I, uh, whatever your current podcast app is <laughs> please check it out yeah, yeah. so that's roadheads yeah roadheads roadheads with, please with, check it with out louis cats awesome you can find us at probablyscience.com probablyscience at gmail.com is mm-hmm. the email address to send us stories uh questions comments clarifications and so on uh you can find us uh, on Twitter at Probably Science individually at Andy T. Wood at Matt Kirshen you can also find all the stories we covered at probablyscience.com that's also where the link to the Patreon and PayPal donation buttons are we very much appreciate all of our kind donors and also everyone who spreads the word says nice things about us on iTunes and tweets and Facebooks and so on thank you very much for all of that thank you so much Louis Katz hey thanks yeah, for having me that, that was, was really blast. fun yeah that was, thank you we'll see you next week bye, bye.